This fucking guy got me coming up here, telling me how to run my show. I got better things to do. Come down here and meet with some fucking fat cat producer telling me he does like this and doesn't like that. Probably never even listened to the show. Is this guy? Dewey, 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 come on in, come on in. Hey, man, it's good to see you. Good uh -huh. to see you. Um, I was just, you know, I want to talk to you about the show because you, as a producer of the show, we want to, we, we want to analyze your numbers and we want to make sure you feel okay with the way the show is going. But I have a couple of things I want to talk to you about. But yeah, have a seat. Have a seat. You don't have to stand up so much. You have a seat. You know, don't be retarded. Um, listen. Um, first of all. Um, episode 100, you did a game show, right? Yes. Is that correct? I think I heard it. We had the Noids talking fellas on there. Um, can, can you stop that? Can you stop with the game show? Because nobody wanted to listen to that shit. I mean, it was one of the worst shows you've ever had in your life. And you decided that you were going to be some type of uh, 80s game show host uh -huh. or something like that. Uh, knock it the fuck off, okay? Don't want to hear it. Don't need it. Don't want it. And apparently the fans don't want it. Nobody listened to that shit. And you, uh, it's your 100th episode, Joey, yeah. okay? You understand that? You only turn 100 once. You don't turn 100 twice, okay? You're not Jesus. What the fuck does that even mean? You got to be better, okay? Am I making no. sense to you? Good. Now, why you keep talking about these nerds all the time? These nerds talking fellas. I don't understand that either. Do you owe them a favor? Do you? Do they have something on you, a blackmail or... You just took one of their dicks and um, they took pictures of it? No, something? they're just a group of guys that I met that do a podcast that I think is moderately funny. And uh, they've always been very nice to me and supportive. And I figured I would, you know, support them back because their show's terrible and uh, they need all the help they can get. And I don't really like uh, you trying to tell me not to collaborate with them. And Quite frankly, I think the show does really well. I get a lot of listeners and a lot of uh, great responses. And uh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Interesting. Interesting. I was just, um, just wondering what the whole thing was with the butt stuff and the Donnie. Um, Lafayette, you and him have some type of cowboy thing, some kind of gay love thing. Um, maybe maybe cut back on that stuff a little bit. Is, is that okay? No. That makes sense to you? I mean, we're inclusive. We want we want the gays and the cowboys, and we want the midgets and anybody wants to listen. But we don't have to sing about it. You know, we don't have to make songs about another podcast individual and you and him doing butt stuff. It's 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 you don't really need that. You, you do you agree with me? No, I don't agree with you at all. I think the show does really well. We have a great fan base, a lot of listeners. I get wonderful responses about the skits I do and the songs I do and the guests I have. And I don't think you know what the fuck you're doing. So uh, quite frankly, if you don't like the way I do things, that's tough shit. Why don't you just go ahead and get a, uh, a fucking robot to replace me? Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check your panties. Aging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. 
This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'm having chest pain. So sit down, shut the fuck up, take your cock out of your hand, and listen. Joey Valentine. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine and I am so super duper excited to have you here. It is August the 29th, 2022 and we have a lot to talk about so let's jump right in. I'm sorry that I sound different than usual, but I guess I have been sucking so much dick that my tonsils have been permanently altered haha. I have a brand new Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trailer for you, so please stick around for that. Been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto as I usually do and isn't it funny when you burn people with a flamethrower? It's like, some guy is just walking down the street and he's having a great day and then all of a sudden I won't do a lot of that. I know I do it too much. I am also going to stop talking about butt stuff so much because I now realize that it is not funny and listeners need more from a show than immature childish humor. I see that now and would from now on like to bring you nothing but wholesome family entertainment. I sent out for some new stickers and they will say I heart everyone so that we can bring a more positive feeling to the show. Also. Hey guys and welcome to the show. <laughs> Just having a little fun with you. I'm not really taken over by corporate overlords because someone would have to actually be sponsoring my show in order for it to be at the risk of someone shutting it down. But you knew that, didn't you? So guess what? I have some fucking super duper exciting news for you guys. I got the I Heart Butt Stuff stickers today. The I Love Butt Stuff stickers came in the mail. And that means that when I get up tomorrow, Monday morning, the day that this show airs, I will be putting them all in little brown envelopes specially made for the stickers and sending them all out to you. Every single person that requested a sticker from me, I'm going to send you two. I'm going to send you another Fat Guy Loves Cake sticker in case you have or have not gotten one, whatever. You never have too many. And uh, check your mailbox. So it is Monday. Uh, I would think they would be there no later than Friday. I actually, amazingly enough, the post office is quite reliable and I mail stuff here and in Texas, it actually gets there like the next day if I mail it in the early, early morn. So keep an eye on your mailboxes for your iHeart butt stuff stickers. They are coming. They're big. They're funny. They're awesome. Stick them everywhere. Tell everybody about the show. Thank you so much for everyone that requested one. You cost me a fucking fortune in postage but i don't care it's not about the money i slept all day today and it felt fucking great so it actually is monday morning when i'm recording this and i just had to get up and uh and do something and make you guys a show really quick so i wanted to talk a little bit about the skating rink because earlier yesterday i had actually i worked all weekend at the skating rink not like i put in massive amounts of hours but if i have to be there on saturday and sunday i feel like my weekend has been stolen from me and I don't get paid shit working there, and I'm babysitting hundreds of children. This was like the busiest fucking shifts that they've had in a while. And I'm very happy for Skate World because it means that they are overcoming the obstacles that the pandemic had produced, which was like, you know, when a skating rink, you know, which is already 
a cesspool of bacteria gets shut down because there's a nasty virus going around. You can only imagine how difficult it must be for them to get back on their feet. And I was very skeptical about whether they would be able to pull it off because people are prone to panic. And uh, once uh, they reopened the doors, it looked like, you know, it was going to be, you know, treading water for a while. And then, man, last couple of months, it's been like busier than ever. And I would think that that has a lot to do with, one, the pandemic passing. I know that the state of emergency is not over, but the pandemic in everyone's eyes in public is that it has passed, and we can get back to doing things normally, and we can do things like a skating rink and not have to worry about getting sick, you know, being around a bunch of mouth breathers. Me, personally, I just, uh, when I'm there, uh, I, I don't wear a mask or anything, but I, I still keep my distance from people, and I constantly... Uh, you know, put alcohol on my hands. If kids breathe on me, I like freak out. But and they do, man. They come up and they're like trying to talk to me and ask me questions, and I keep backing up and they keep backing in. And it's like, you know, I don't want to be an asshole. You know, these are children. I don't, I don't want them to think I'm like freak and like fucking running back because I I think that they're some sort of repulsive child. You know, they're very uh, impressionable. But anyway, uh, long story short, the the business is better than ever. And I think because of the pandemic, it had people just really, what's it called? Uh, You know, you had massive cabin fever. You know, for someone like me who's an extrovert, normally this would really fucking play with me. It really would have fucked with me. But somehow I managed to really uh, acclimate to it. And I like being home all the time now. But for people who are still extroverted and love a lot of, you know, being out of the house, I think that's where a lot of like crime and violence stemmed from during the pandemic because people just didn't have anything to do and they were being told that they couldn't be normal. And unfortunately, we couldn't be normal. That's just, you know, that's nobody's fault. Except maybe the Chinese. Who said that? I will not tolerate that kind of talk on this show. So, you know, now that everyone feels genuinely safe and the numbers are way, way low, the skating rink is blowing up again. And that's just fucking really cool. Very happy that that's happening. Yeah. And I'm going to, as soon as I get done with mixing the show, I'm going to actually order myself a brand new pair of inline hockey skates and I'm going to get my fat ass out there skating again, lose the LBs, get myself fit and, uh, I'll have to make sure that the chassis can uh, hold a certain amount of weight. It'd be embarrassing to have your skates break under you, wouldn't it? You know, like, has that ever happened? Like roller skates, you know, they're uh, the trucks on those things are made of like fucking steel, but with hockey skates, the chassis is made of like uh, I don't know, some space age fucking metal. You know, that's really really strong, but yet really really light. But that does not mean it's impervious to breaking. So it's like, if I get on these new skates after spending God knows how much I'm going to fucking spend, which is, it's not going to be a low number, I would really be embarrassed if I'm like, all right, let's get this fucking party started, get me in shape, and I take like one stride and the fucking chassis snaps out from under me. (laughs) Like, what are these fucking made of? Uh, steel? (laughs) Well, they should make that steel stronger, I guess. No, I, I kid. Hockey players are actually quite uh, quite heavy. And not because they're fat, but, you know, muscle is, like, way more heavy than uh, fat is. So, you know, when you got these fucking guys that are already, like, 6'5", 210 solid pounds of mass, actually anywhere from 210 to, like, 280, solid fucking muscle jamming down on those skates. If they can hold up on those guys, they can hold up on me doing, like, 
0.5 miles per hour, slightly pushing off, taking long breaks to catch my breath. So yeah, getting new skates. But yeah, this was a this was a real bad group of children this past Sunday. I mean, they were. You know, I, I I feel like you can look at kids in a skating rink setting and you can get a, an idea of what they're going to be like in later life. Like you have kids who, you know, because my job is to tell them to not go the wrong way. That's pretty much it, man. It's fucking simple. I'm not out there trying to be a dick. When you've got hundreds of people skating in a circle, cutting to the left, and then you got kids trying to go the opposite direction and they're sitting there and they have to stop because they're like dodging people. And it's clear that you're going the wrong fucking way. And when you're eight years old, you've got to know by now. If a car was coming at you, you wouldn't try to play chicken with it. You wouldn't wait for it to move out of your way, I would think. And if you don't know that you need to get out of the way of a car, that's what we call natural selection but these kids and i'll tell them i'll go i'll be like turn around i'll you know i'll just stand in front of them i'll go which way is everyone going and they'll be like that way and i'm like and which way are you going oh that way so which way do you think you ought to be going and then they like you know give me this snarky little smile and then turn around and then there's these kids that i have to tell over and over and over like they don't give a shit and then there's kids where i'll go hey you're going the wrong way and they'll stop and they'll say oh, I'm sorry, sir, and then they'll turn around and I don't have to tell them again. Those are the kids that are going to grow up, have good jobs, be respected in society, learn how to follow instructions, get good grades, whereas the kids who don't listen to shit are going to be the ones that are susceptible to being roadkill and drug addicts and strippers. That's right. I can see all of your children's future. I had to, I got to tell you guys about this. There was this, the cutest, sweetest little, maybe two year old. I don't know. Like when my son was two, he was like a monster. So it's hard for me to judge based on height because everyone is shorter than me and everyone in this town is short. So I want to say she was maybe one and a half adorable little redhead girl. And I watched her walk on the rink, mind you, not on skates. She walked from one end of the rink. Remember how big a fucking skating rink is, right? I'm all the way in the back the opposite end of the front door of the skating rink. She walks all the way from where I am. I watch her. She walks all the way across the rink long ways, straight for the front door, which is crowded as shit. So I start making my way behind her up to the front door, and she starts walking out the front door. There's two sets of doors to get out, and she starts walking out the door, and nobody notices. So I, I call to her, and I say, hey, where, where, where are you going? I said, where is your mommy and daddy? And she points back inside. I said, well, let's, let's go. Let's, uh, why don't you show me where they are, okay? And then she walks all the way back across the rink again, long ways, with me behind her. And we make our way to the very farthest fucking corner of the rink. And the little girl stops in front of a woman who is just jibber-jabbing, fucking talking with her other hens. And I say, does anyone know whose child this is? And the woman stops gabbing and she goes, oh, that's mine. And I said, well, uh, she just walked out the front door. I followed her all the way to the front door and she walked out the front door until I stopped her. And then she like gets all mad at the child. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Well, I didn't say anything. I mean, you know, who am I to tell people how to parent their children? But I mean, it's rude and it's invasive and you should not do that. You should never tell someone how to, to, uh, to, to parent their child unless you are a social worker or a police officer. Otherwise, you could get your ass kicked or you might have to kick someone's ass or whatever. But you never tell someone they're a shitty parent. You can give them the look, you know. I gave her the gave her the judge, the judging look. But she's hollering at the daughter, and I'm thinking, like, dude, in the time that child walked from one end of the rink to the front door and out and then back, that was about 20 fucking minutes. I could have picked her up and been gone. And which, how long would it have been until she noticed? So forgive me if my blood was a little bit hot when I brought this girl back. I really wanted to let this woman have it. That's terrible parenting. I know as a father who used to have a son that age, if you take your eye off of them for even a second, they're gone. And they think it's fucking funny to hide, too. My son used to go into Target, and he would just vanish. Even with me watching him, he'd duck under something, and he'd be gone. And he loved to get in those little, um, you know, uh, where they hang the clothes. They're like, they're in a circle. So they've got the space inside. So he'd like, so he'd dart through some dresses and he'd hang out inside the middle of it. And I used to get so mad. And I'd be like, dude, that's not funny. And me and the devil, would have, we had this plan. Whenever he disappeared like that, one of us went to the front door and one of us went looking for him. And sometimes it would be her that found him. Sometimes it would be me. But I can't tell you how many fucking times I was at the front door of Target and here comes some family of four holding hands. And on the end of the line is my son holding hands with the smallest child. And he's just trying to leave with another family. You know, the parents don't notice because they're all holding hands. So there's mom, dad, big sister, little sister, my son. And they're just going to walk out of the fucking target with him. And he would have gone. And they would have gotten to their car before they noticed. He pulled that shit all the time, man. And it was like. Oh my God, man. Just the things he did just caused me so much stress. And he found it was adorable. I admit it. It was funny. It was truly funny to see how big of a kick he got out of making me crazy. Any of you guys are new parents. Like if they do get away from you, you know, you turn your back. It's, it happens. I had my son get out of my apartment one time. He had a, a nap schedule and I didn't realize that he had gotten big enough to where he could reach the lock. It just, I'd never seen him playing with it before. And we laid down one day for him to take a nap. I always put on one of his shows and we laid down in front of the TV, made a little pallet and he'd fall asleep. Well, it was like dead of winter. We both fell asleep. At some point he woke up. I did not. And he went over and he finagled the lock open and he fucking left. And the whole reason that I even woke up was because it was so cold and the door was open for so long, blowing cold air on me. And here I am waking up and my one and a half year old son is gone and the door is wide open. It's like every parent's worst nightmare. And I'm running through the apartment complex and I'm screaming his name. It is like something out of a fucking drama on Lifetime. You know, I ran over to the office and, and there he was. And he's with all these women that work in the apartment front office. They got him bundled up in these blankets like 
you know, at the end of action movies when a building's just been blown up and they put you in those little fucking blankets with a cup of water because, you know, that's what ambulances do or whatever. They had him, like, bundled up in all these cheap fucking blankets like he was some sort of, like, survivor. And they opened the door and I saw him and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, there you are. And they're all just giving me, like, the fucking look of death, like, fuck you, you know. And I was like, bitches, don't fucking judge me. You don't know what the... And the girl slammed the door in my face, like, almost took my nose off. And I felt so bad and so guilty about that for so fucking long. I thought, man, I'm the worst parent in the world. And then I went up to uh, where the devil worked, and I was talking to all the girls that worked with her, and they were telling me that that shit happened to them all the time. They were like, yeah, you know, I'd be, like, doing the dishes, and then all of a sudden he's butt naked out down the street. You know, they told me all these stories that were way worse than mine. I mean, these aren't stories from someone who shot up heroin and passed out in their car and their kid got stolen. No, these are stories of, like, I was trying to clean the house, or I was on the phone with the school, or whatever, and they just fucking vanish. And that's what kids do. You cannot let them out of your sight. Like, you see those parents with kids who have... Uh, backpacks with leashes on them and you're like oh that's just me no fuck that shit that's appropriate is what it is they should be bound they should have little shock collars on them like the ones that the dogs have you know the invisible fence every time they try and leave the yard (laughs) i told you what did we learn what have we learned today because kids don't listen and even when they know what they're doing is wrong they still just do it anyway so when i see a parent with a child on a leash, I think well, that's a parent that's not going to lose their child, and they won't ever have to tell these fucking stories. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? What are they going to grow up to be some kind of psychopath because of it? I don't think so. I mean, as long as you take it off by the time they're a teenager, I suppose you wouldn't want a fifteen-year-old adolescent on a leash. That could get weird, especially if it's the mother. You know, then we're getting very Freud going to be all kinds of bondage things going on there and yeah so um let's take a break uh i wanted to introduce you guys to a uh a new johnny depp and amber heard trailer it's uh it's not finished the movie is still in production it's a reboot of titanic johnny's playing jack and amber's playing rose so this is a friend of mine sent it over to me just to let you guys get a taste uh we also have a new sponsor so i'm going to be playing that commercial as well and i'll be right back with you There she is, Fabrizio. What a beautiful ship. Let's get aboard. Oh, hello. What is your name? My name is Amber. But you could call me Amber Rose. Oh, Amber. You're so lovely. What you got in that notebook? I, uh, I used to stay in Paris and I drew French women. They looked like a bunch of prostitutes. Well, uh, yes, they were prostitutes. Oh, Johnny, I want you to draw me like one of your French hookers. Okay, please lie down on the couch. I think I'll just lie down on the bed. My seats. Sorry about that, Johnny. I guess I was a bit muddy. Try not to smear anything on the velvet. Pretty fancy stuff, eh, Johnny? I've never taken a shit on a cruise before. Perhaps you could not talk while I draw. Wanker. I want to show you something, Amber Rose. Climb up here at the front of the ship with me. 
Oh my god, it's beautiful! Yes, I'm the king of the world. And I'm the king of the wind! <laughs> Amber, the ship is sinking. What will we do? Don't worry about it, Johnny! I'll just drop out a couple of floaters! And that was how I met Jack. I mean, Johnny. I think that was his name. I took a lot of shits and he left me on the Titanic to die. Joke's on him. I'll float it to America on one of me turns. Titanic. Hi there, this is Tom from the DPA. You're probably wondering what the DPA does. Well, when someone sends you a picture of someone's genitals, such as a man's, we analyze it. We can tell you exactly where it's from, what race, the height of said man, and the accuracy of the picture if it's from that individual. That's right, dick pic analysis. The DPA's been around for many years. We've tested the program over and over, even on our own dicks, and we guarantee that it works 8% of the time. That's right, the only DPA program that actually works 8% of the time. You might send us a dick, we look at the pic, and we think, meh, could be. There's no real computers. It's just three guys in a room staring at dicks. We've had many years of experience, and we promise you that we'll get you an answer to what you want to know. Do you want to know if that person can cook? Do you want to know their occupation? Do you want to know how tall they are? If they're fat, skinny, and if they use OnlyFans? We'll know by just their picture. And we'll guarantee 8% accuracy. That's right, the DPA. Dick Pick Analysis. Go to our website at dickpicknalysis.com, upload your information and a picture, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. That's DPA, dickpicknalysis.com. Don't be scared. Go ahead and share. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging around with me on this beautiful Monday, 8-29-2022. Let me remind you again that there are still Stickers available, not a lot, but it doesn't matter because I'm ordering a new batch of the I Heart Butt Stuff stickers. I've got plenty of Fat Guy Loves Cake stickers. If you want more stickers, do not hesitate to ask me. I love the fact that they're getting out there, and I've got listeners from all over America, which means that it's not like I'm just handing them out or mailing them out in my little slice of heaven in South Texas. No, they are going out to, I got Georgia, I got North Carolina, I got Michigan. I got California, Florida. They're going everywhere. That's awesome. Oh, here's another thing that's really cool. So on my fat guy loves cake at yahoo.com email, the one that you can send to me, uh, request for anything, my fat guy loves cake at yahoo.com email has been blowing the fuck up with people trying to get on my show. I am not exaggerating. I am not making this up. I joined this podcast community. And I got all these offers. I don't want to say anybody's names because like some of them are fucking super legit. Like one of them is like these two women that are therapists and she sent me, one of them sent me a, uh, Hey, we'd love to be on your show. If you think we would be a good fit. And I'm thinking like, uh, it's really not about what I think. It's more about what you think. And I wrote them back. I said, have you listened to the show? Like, I'm not saying you wouldn't be a good fit. It's just that I am crass. And I have a comedic outlook on everything. And if you're going to come on here, understand that I'm going to joke around a lot. But like these chicks have a fucking book published on Amazon. And uh, how cool would that be, huh? To have a couple of these therapist chicks come onto the show and I'll let them talk about what they do. 
There's uh, another guy that wants to come on, and he's a uh, self-help. Uh, he wrote a book for people who have OCD. He wants to. He wrote me a thing about how much he'd like to be on the show and uh, sent me some stuff trying to impress me you know, with his background, and I was impressed. And, and uh, Another guy was uh, a roadie for a bunch of bands, and he said that he liked it. I wrote him back actually a few days ago, and I haven't heard from him yet, so we'll see. But I wrote the other people uh, before I started the show. So potentially there could be some really cool guests coming on here. So for those of you who have been here from the beginning, uh, things are starting to happen and I'm so thankful for all your support. So stick around, definitely some new things on the horizon. So with that being said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and cut the show and I hope everybody enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed making it for you and, um, we're about to jump into September here. So. What does that mean? Well, it means football, it means hockey, and it means that, um, well, it's going to stay 100, apparently, until fucking December in Texas. And, uh, yeah, that's all that means. But, yeah, you know, thanks, guys, for the support. Uh, once again, sorry to be redundant, but fat guy loves cake at yahoo.com for any kind of message, anything you want to tell me, anything you'd maybe like to hear, or if you would like some free merchandise. I have stickers for I Heart Butt Stuff, stickers for Fat Guy Loves Cake, and I have magnets for Fat Guy Loves Cake. In the meantime, keep listening, keep telling people about the show, hug your children, kiss your kitty cats, and fuck people, or be nice to them, I don't care, whatever, I'll see you guys on Wednesday. You shut the hell up. Loser! In the early days, Paul and I used to have actual fun. Then pretty soon it was laptops in bed, lights out at ten, and the next thing you knew, I was calling him the hubs and he could only finish in my hand. What? There comes a day when every relationship turns gross, old, and boring. Like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner. Don't puss out this early. Keep it awesome for as long as you can. <gasps> I know. Do butt stuff tonight. But I don't want to do butt stuff tonight. Ow! You go home tonight, and you dress up real slutty, and you do butt stuff with your boyfriend. <laughs> Because you're thinking of you